Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. <laughs> and this is very exciting. For the first time in more than a year, we are recording in person. I know, it's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, so as you can guess, Ezra and I have been both vaccinated. We've gotten both doses. We've waited two weeks and all that jazz. And now it's it's good to be back, Ez. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back together. Indeed. And just in time for the last episode of our Animation April series. Yes, and we're talking about Disney's revival age. Mm-hmm, which is the current age that's happening. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get into all the movies and good stuff that we know about this era. But before we do, let's do the trivia question from last week. And the question was, in 2006, Disney released a new animated film, but it wasn't actually made by Disney. What is the name of that movie? It was called The Wild. It was was made by something else, and it was kind of like, it was similar to Madagascar crossed with Finding Nemo and the Lion King, and it was released in 2006, the same year Cars from Pixar was released. Yeah, and I think, have we talked about this movie? I think we might have mentioned it before on the podcast, but I can't remember. I don't think we did, no. Well, maybe that was a different movie. But any case, that that's the answer to last week's trivia question. Stick around to the end of the episode to get the new trivia question. For now, let's get to our feature presentation. This era of Disney animation, Disney was restoring and making really big and huge successful movies again. Yeah, and I think uh, it's going to be hard because... Uh, these are movies that, that we are all now familiar with because they've all come out now. So it's just something to keep in mind. But yeah, this has been a very successful era f so far for Disney. It is it is still ongoing. I know. That era was when Pixar films Toy Story 3, Cars 2, Brave, Monsters University, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur, Finding Dory, Cars 3, Coco, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Onward, and Soul have coming out, and their next is called Luca. Yes, but we are focusing on Disney animation, but it is good to know that these, you know, Pixar's still doing its thing during this time. Yes, those are just minor mentions I gave for the Pixar films that came out during this time. Now we're going to talk about Disney's features. Right, so this era started in 2009. Yes, in late 2009, starting with The Princess and the Frog. I think you mentioned last episode this was the first traditionally animated film by Disney since, uh, what was the previous one? Home on the Range. Home on the Range, that's the one. And this one was more critically and commercially successful than their last hand-drawn movie. Much, much more. And it also was a big for breaking quite a few barriers. It was the first Disney film with a black princess. Yes, and it had, the music was done by Randy Newman, who did music for the Toy Story movies Bugs Life, Monsters, Inc., Cars, and others. Right. And we've talked about this, this movie before on a different podcast. I know, I know. And it had really good music. And Tiana, the main character, is one of the official Disney princesses. It was set in New Orleans. And it was the first of their revival era with some 
fun and unforgettable characters and music and catchy songs. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think there might be one other film, but this is the only one that was traditionally animated? Well, actually, that and that other one, of, which was Winnie the Pooh, that came out almost a couple years later, which yeah. was probably their least popular of the right. era. Yeah, so I, I just want to say, I know we've talked about this uh, this movie before on a different episode, but I just want to say that I really love that traditional animation style. And I and actually, I yeah. kind of miss it now, uh, as you it said. It was with- directed by John Musker and Ron Clements who directed Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and others. And this film came out 30 years after The Little Mermaid. Yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning that, besides Winnie the Pooh, that every other movie that we're going to mention were all CG animation. Computer animated films, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I know Winnie the Pooh was one of the films of that franchise we all know, but which is more, which is a bigger one that more people talk about which we haven't talked about as much as their 50th animated movie, Tangled. Yeah, uh, that was a CG movie, and it's based on the Rapunzel fairy tale. Yes, and it was a it was Disney's first computer animated musical as well. And it had Rapunzel, as we all remember, who had 70 feet long hair locked up in a tower most of her life by Mother Gothel, her evil and greedy stepmother. And she met a handsome and dashing and daring thief named Flynn Rider. And Rapunzel's also her chameleon friend, who acted as her conscious, was a hilarious chameleon named Pascal. And Maximus also, who was on a mission to track Flynn, who was the kingdom's most wanted thief. He was really funny, too. And uh, some fun facts about this movie. It was actually the, at the time at least, the most expensive animated film ever made. What people may not realize is that doing computer animation for hair. Like for the main character very, Rapunzel. It's very expensive. I know, and like it was really advanced to create Rap- Rapunzel, who was the main character in the film with all that extremely long hair. So it was a big risk for Disney to to put so much money into a movie that who knows how people would have necessarily responded. And this film was critically and financially successful, and it had really fun and catchy music, like When My Life Will Begin, I See the Light... Mother Knows Best, Mother Gothel's song, and I've Got a Dream, sung by those hilarious and mischievous pub thugs. So obviously this bet paid off for Disney very, very much, and I think it would really especially as they moved past traditional animation it would it would influence a lot of later films especially a couple of films later but we'll get to that in a second as you mentioned Winnie the Pooh came next i think we've talked about that pretty much in previous episodes yes and well it had here. it was easily the probably the least popular and least talked about of the revival age yeah kind of like um the rescuers down under Yes, but it's a bit more well-known because it's a very from a very well-known famous franchise. So after Winnie the Pooh, we get one of Ezra's favorite films. Wreck-It Ralph, which was a really funny and clever comedy all about video games. And I loved the funny references it put to classic old school video games. We've talked about this movie before, like the development of it, I, I remember, from talking about Origins along with the Origins of Wally and Cars. Right, yeah. And this movie was about a video game bad guy named Wreck-It Ralph 
he wants to be a good guy because he's ostrac- he's constantly ostracized only because his job is being a bad guy in a game. Yeah, so we've talked about this movie before, so we go- won't go into too much details other than to say that it was hugely successful. A lot of it financially. Yeah, a lot of it was, I think, due to the fact that it was playing on a lot of people's nostalgia. I think in a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of like what Ready Player One was, but but before Ready Player One, of course. I know. And of, it was of having like famous video game characters. And it was like and Toy Story characters. and a bit of Tron and also kind of like the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but with video games. Exactly. So, yeah. So then after Wreck-It Ralph was probably the the one movie that had everyone singing that one song. Let it go, we all know. <laughs> Frozen. Yes, which is probably the most successful film of the revival age. Yeah. We, we talked about it before, and it was about Anna and Elsa, who are sisters separated, and Elsa accidentally unleashes a, an eternal winter, and Elsa, Anna goes on a journey to look for her, and he meets an ice-harvesting man named Kristoff with his reindeer friend Sven, and... Olaf, that hilarious, talkative snowman. Yeah, so obviously this broke ground in a lot of different ways. It was hugely successful. Um, won an Oscar. And, uh, <laughs> you know, almost 10 years later, people are still singing that song. Sometimes I wish they wouldn't, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> I know. And then after that, we have... Uh, going in a different direction and actually speaking to a property that Disney had acquired in years before, Big Hero 6. Yeah, which was loosely based on comics made by Marvel. Mm-hmm. And it was about Hiro Hamada, a little boy who, who's a who's a tech prot and robotics prodigy who tragically lost his brother Tadashi in a fire. And he meets an inflatable nurse robot named Baymax, whose brother Tadashi created. And he teams up with his friends who go to the San Francisco Institute of Technology, which is San Francisco, a cross between Tokyo and San Francisco. And they become superheroes and stop an evil villain. And again, like many of these films, we've talked about it before. It was critically and financially successful, and it won an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. I also think it's interesting to note that it is based on a Marvel property, and at least of these films that we've talked about it's the only one that's based on a marvel property but it is interesting to think about in the future if disney will go back again to marvel for story ideas for their new animated films yeah maybe someday yeah and this film was not actually produced by marvel it was only based on marvel right exactly which is owned by disney and I also think it's interesting to note that we we start seeing around here, at least for me, movies that feel very Pixar-like in a lot of different ways. Because especially this next film, um, for me, I, I thought it was a Pixar film at first when I saw it. And that film, of course, is Zootopia. Yes, I know, which is also, which was really good and com- critically and commercially successful. And it first came out in, in March of 2016. It was about... Judy Hopps, who is a rabbit who becomes a police officer that she's always been dreaming of. And she meets a, a sly fox named Nick Wilde. And she sees a bunch of predators who have gone savage because Zootopia was so, is a place where predators and prey are meant to get along. And she has to solve this mystery with her new friend. But it, it's interesting, Ezra, I, I wanted to ask you, given that the, you know, I felt that similarity between Disney and Pixar. Did you also feel any kind of similarity or or was it yeah, clear like to you? The plot twist villain Bellwether was very similar to 
to Waternoose from Monsters, Inc., as well as Sir Miles Axelrod in the second Cars movie. Yeah, okay. And I think the animation style also, is it felt very Pixar-like to me. I know, and it took place in a in a city where animals lived. Really cool, too, and it had a lot of animal puns on real-life things. Yeah, which, it, that kind of felt like, it's not a perfect one-to-one comparison, but it felt a lot like Toy Story in taking things that you wouldn't expect to behave like humans, and but giving them human characteristics. Yes, and it won an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. There there are a lot of Oscars for Disney this for this era specifically. After that, which also came out later in 2016, was Moana. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about that one as much. Not as much, even though it is one of my favorite films produced by Disney in recent years. I know, I love that movie too. Moana was direct, also directed by John Musker and Ron Clements, and it was their first computer-animated film they directed. It was a fun musical, and it was about Moana, who's a young teenage Polynesian girl who's the daughter of the chief of, a, of the tribe, who goes out on a journey to restore the heart of Tafiti, and she goes and meets the once-mighty demigod Maui. And I like his song he sang called You're Welcome, which was really upbeat and catchy and fun. So what can I say except you're welcome? For the islands I pulled from the sea There's no need to pray, it's okay You're welcome ha! I guess it's just my way of being me You're welcome You're welcome A lot of catchy and upbeat songs in this this movie for sure I know, and then they, they encounter Tamatoa The greedy crab monster who likes collecting and stealing treasure What's interesting for me is that what this film kind of represented in the same way that Frozen sort of broke the tradition or the norm expected for Disney princesses that they would, you know, fall in love with a man and live happily ever after. Uh, in Moana, they go even a step further and there's there's actually no love interest. S- similar to how Pixar's Brave, the main character, didn't, Merida didn't have a love interest. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was that was interesting to, to see them going away from that trope for their stories. And Ali Cravalho was the voice of the titular character, Moana, and this was also her film debut. Yeah, and she did fantastic job. And I thought Dwayne The Rock Johnson was really good as Maui. Indeed. And it was really fun and adventurous, and it was a really funny movie too, and really heartwarming. And then the, and this is the part of the decade where we get into some of the sequels of movies made in this decade as well. The first is Ralph Breaks the Internet, the sequel to their hit follow-up film Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, which we've talked about before, so we won't spend too much time on it. But it was a really fun sequel that went beyond the worlds of the first that had video games, and this one, Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope go on an adventure into the world of the internet. But then we have another sequel after that, Frozen 2. Yes, Frozen 2, the sequel to their most successful film, Frozen. And it was a little more complicated than the first movie, but Elsa and Anna, Kristoff, Olaf, Sven journey to the out of Arendelle to the North Uldra tribe. Yeah, I do think of these two sequels, in my opinion, at least, Ralph Breaks the Internet was a better sequel. Uh, Frozen 2 wasn't, it didn't quite have the same impact as the first Frozen, but I, you know. But I thought it was good and I was really fun too, and I love the part when Olaf literally tells the whole story of what happened in the first movie. And then, for the most recent film, it came out this year. Yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon. And that film was 
about Thai culture. It wasn't a musical, though, like Moana or those others, but it had Mer- Kelly Marie Tran as Moana, as no, as Raya, who was a war, your princess, and she meets Sisu, voiced by Aquafina, who's a, the last dragon in existence, and she has to restore the heart and turn everything that turned back that was turned to stone back to normal. And did you get to see it? Yes, I did on Disney Plus. Awesome. And what did you think about it? Really fun and epic and incredible. I it's hard to say what the legacy of that film will be given that it just came out. So it'll be interesting to see how it's remembered a few years from now. So it might be fun to do a retrospective later on. Yeah, and their next is in Canto, which will be out in in November and will be the studio's 60th animated feature. Okay, so that was the last era so far, at least. What what are your thoughts about this era? Any any? They, well, of- they did. They became more unique and original, and had a lot of similar impact to the Disney Renaissance, like twenty years earlier. Yeah, I think that's actually a good point to bring up. This might be one of their most original, where in sense of a lot of these movies were original ideas they weren't adaptations of something else we're like take well frozen was based on the snow queen besides how tangled was based on rapunzel and princess and the frog is based on the frog prince a novel from 2002 that's not to say that there weren't adaptations i'm just saying that some in previous eras you see a lot of the movies are adaptations this one there's more of a mix i guess of original ideas and adaptations i know yeah so it, it will be interesting to see will they build on that and and keep on coming up with yeah. original ideas or will they go back to doing adaptations especially now like i said they have marvel in the wings yeah. i wonder if they'll be basing more stories yeah, off I'm of that looking forward to encanto their next feature which will be out in november this year so that's the last one of Animation April. Any thoughts about these different eras? Just so. Uh... Yeah, they thought they have done really wonderful, creative movies and just like with good storytelling, just like how Pixar has been successful doing that and with colorful characters and funny movies and some that were musicals and like older ones and some weren't that weren't. But they were really fun movies that brought back the, the heart and the charm of older childhood Disney movies. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on patreon.com at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we've got a trivia question from Ezra. Rapunzel, the main character from Tangled, is voiced by Mandy Moore. But who was originally going to voice her? So if you know the answer to the question, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later. (laughs) 